Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and with me today is Jeffrey Duque, Commercial Director for the U.S. of Cuatro Media, Inc., publishers of Fox Sports and Espanol Magazine in the United States. Duque has managed Latin America and U.S. content sales for Time, Inc.'s licensing and syndication division, where he held sales responsibilities for Sports Illustrated, Popular Science, Fortune, and Time. Prior to this post, he was a manager of production and editorial operations for Time, Inc.'s internationally licensed publications and syndication initiatives. In 2004, he was awarded the Time, Inc.'s President's Award, a special recognition to individuals who make extraordinary contributions. Duque, of Colombian origin, holds a bachelor's degree in health and exercise science from Syracuse University and completed the New York University and Stanford University publishing courses. Jeffrey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell us about this new and exciting magazine that is to be published in March. Well, coming in at the end of March with the April edition, Fox Sports in Espanol um, has partnered with us, Cuatro Media, to launch um, an extension of the brand via print with Fox Sports in Espanol magazine. Um, it really comes, it couldn't come at a better year, taking into consideration both the baseball classic as well as the 2006 um, football soccer World Cup. How did Fox Sports and Espanol and Cuatro Media decide to launch the magazine? Did that require a lot of research? What, what did you all do to decide to do it and to do it this year and in March? I mean, it, it's. This is something that has been in the works for a couple of years now. Um, Quattro Media um, had been doing a lot of research based on the men's general interest category, which is um, extremely underserved, and found a partner in Fox Sports in Espanol, which, you know, it really made a lot, a lot of sense because of the brand strength and the brand equity that Fox Sports in Espanol brings to the U.S. Hispanic market. It, it's a brand that's been around for well, um, it's been around for over 10 years, and actually, as a matter of fact, this is their 10th year anniversary, and we felt that it was a perfect time to provide, to offer not only their advertisers, but more importantly, their audience with a an extension of the brand with the uh, magazine. So Fox Sports in Espanol celebrating its 10th anniversary? That's correct. They're going to be they're celebrating the 10th anniversary in November of this year. Is that in the United States and Latin America? Correct. What kind of research did it involve to decide to launch the magazine and and the content for the magazine? How did you decide that? We really looked at we we took a look at the not only the the audience itself, but also our the competitive set and the general men's interest category and kind of analyzed to see one you know, what kind of content do we want to bring the Hispanic market? And what we found was we wanted to create a magazine that was for Latinos by Latinos. What kind of research, if any, did Fox Sports in Espanol and Cuatro Media do to decide to embark on this project? Once again, we, we evaluated the the general interest market in our in the competitive set of the the sports category and really wanted to bring Latinos a magazine that was for them, by them. So in other words, we we wanted to create a magazine for Latinos, by Latinos, 
written in Spanish and created by um, people who knew the passion that Hispanics have for sports, um, bringing them content relevant to what their likes and dislikes are. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we decided, you know, we really looked at each of the demographics where we're going to be um, distributing, which are the top top six Hispanic DMAs, which includes Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Miami. And we kind of analyzed the demographic to identify within the Hispanic market, what is that Hispanic market within those DMAs, what is, who is it made up of? For instance, in Miami, it's predominantly Caribbean Hispanic. So we wanted to bring them more information on baseball, something more passionate, as well as a cross-section of other sports like boxing, um, peppered with some soccer as well, motorsports, tennis, basketball, etc. And then for the other, for some of the other regions, we, you know, wanted to give it more of a soccer focus because it was made up of more Mexican and South American Hispanics. So we wanted to bring more soccer, but at the same time also bring that cross-section of sports, including boxing, tennis, um, basketball, and motorsports. Who's your profile reader? Is it all men? Is it young men? Is it older men? It, I would say it, it, it crosses all ages and all men. I mean, sports is certainly something that, you know, crosses all ages. Are there any women in your target group? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there will be, but this is definitely more of a, a men's general interest magazine. Within the men's general interest magazine, what specific content? I know you talked about a Caribbean and an other edition or focus. Can you talk a little bit more about the actual content that you're planning? Sure. Some of the content, like for instance, in the April edition, we'll, we'll be highlighting, one, the, the road to the World Cup. Um, which is obviously probably one of the hottest topics this year. Um, we'll have uh, Libertadores Cup, which is a soccer tournament um, that's actually airing on Fox Sports and Espanol Network. Um, we'll have information on the Major League Baseball previews, um, also the Baseball Classic that's going on. We'll have, in a May edition, the Mexican League um, reporting on the Mexican League, the Argentinian League, and once again, you know, following up on the World Cup and seeing what's coming up in the World Cup. Um, so we'll, I mean, we'll have some of the editorial sections that will include profiles, interviews. Um, we'll have a section that's called Imperdibles, which is essentially going to be the must-sees of Fox Sports and Espanol Network. Which where you know it'll be a two-page spread where we'll highlight um, upcoming events on Fox Sports Network that you know the readers of of our magazine you know it's kind of a must-see. Um, we will also have a section dedicated to the the readers in having you know letters from the readers and as well as in-depth profiles you know trying to get down into understanding a little bit more of who the athlete is, not only on the field but off the field as well, and and more importantly in their community, whether it's Bartolo Colon in the uh, Dominican Republic or Rafa Marquez in Mexico. And is did I understand correctly that 100% of the content for the magazine is generated in-house? 
Correct. We're creating all all the content. Um, once again, we'll we'll be creating it. We have an editorial staff in in New York as well as um, people throughout Latin America and the United States. How many staff writers do you have? We're close to an editorial staff of about forty. Editorial and sales, or just editorial? No, just editorial. What is your total staff? Total staff. We've we've actually partnered with um, Publicitas LHM to be our nas- our national sales arm um, for the magazine. So, including you know, so we have sales rep in th- two in New York, um, two in Miami, Los Angeles. Dallas, as well as Chicago. How many staff do you have? So editorially, we have a, we have approximately 40 people on the edit side working on the magazine. Um, we also have a sales team. We've, we've partnered with Publicitas LHM to serve as our uh, an extension of our sales arm, um, and they have sales representatives throughout the, the whole U.S., including Miami, New York, Chicago, L.A. and Dallas as well, Texas. So you have sales representatives in each one of those cities on behalf of uh, Publicita, you said it was called? Yes, Publicita's LHM. And in addition to the Cuatro Media sales efforts, which you're leading, is that right? Correct. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm, I'm essentially managing you know, publicitas to work as our sales representatives. So they're, they're the extension of our sales team. You're overseeing their efforts? Correct. Okay. And what kinds of opportunities are there for anybody who's interested in purchasing ad space? I mean, so far the, the reaction from the agencies has been extremely positive. You know, some what we're trying to do is really trying to um, offer advertisers not only, you know, your run-of-the-book pages, but we also want to offer them an opportunity to purchase ideas. What opportunities are available to somebody who's interested in purchasing ad space in the magazine? Again, going back to the fact that we're, we're launching during such an important year with the Baseball Classic and the, on the 2006 Soccer World Cup, you know, we have a lot of opportunities with preview editions, um, post editions, highlight editions, um, special editions that, in, for example, we're going to have a preview edition that's going to be inserted into our June edition that's coming out at the end of May that's going to talk about the World Cup in Germany. Um, we're going to have ideas for sponsoring, uh, opportunities for sponsoring posters which have the bracket sheets of the World Cup. In August, we're going to have an opportunity for people to, for advertisers to, to sponsor the special um, edition World Cup overview of Germany 2006. In January, we're going to offer a best of in the year of sports 2006, for instance, as well. January of 2007. Excuse me. Well, January 2007, we'll be offering the best in sports of the year of sports 2006. Okay. And what kind of price ranges are we talking about? Our, our gross page rate is 45000 which is a CPM of $60. And how does that compare with, and I, I don't even know, who, who are you competing with? Is there another magazine in the market that's similar to this? 
There are, and I, we are quite competitive, particularly because um, the way we've decided to distribute the magazine, which I, I think we can touch on a little bit, um, because of our reach and and the extent of our reach, which we're going to have a rate base of 750,000 copies, um, we are extremely competitive, competitively priced. Which brings me to our distribution strategy. Having come out with, you know, looking at our competitive set and analyzing how some of our competitive set has la have launched, we were able to kind of step back and say, okay, what do we feel has worked? What do we feel um, has not worked? And what, do what would we like to do? So we looked at the traditional style or traditional method of, of launching a magazine, which is distributing via kiosks and offered subscriptions. Well, we think subscriptions is definitely, as the U.S. Hispanic community acculturates, that's definitely going to move in that direction. Um, but traditionally, in the in Latin America, um, the postal system isn't necessarily trusted. So it's not a, tr a trusted uh, means of of receiving a magazine. So circular subscriptions is not as common. But we feel that you know, as the community, the U.S. Hispanic market acculturates, that will go move that way. So we will have consumer marketing initiatives and efforts. And then we looked at the kiosk, distributing via kiosk, and we felt that, you know, if you go to a kiosk, and I've been traveling around the country quite extensively recently, and looking at, I stop at every airport kiosk and every kiosk I can possibly find with magazines on it, and I take a look and I see 95%, if not more, is English language content. So we felt that, you know, it's not a positive experience for a Spanish-dominant, Spanish-speaking, Spanish-reading audience to go to a kiosk where 95% plus of the content is in English to try to find their Spanish language magazine. So we felt that that's not, that's not a method that we wanted to go about. So we, we started talking to the various Spanish language newspapers throughout the U.S., and particularly within the top six Hispanic DMAs. And we found that, you know, they've spent a lot of time and money identifying the Spanish dominant community not only down to the zip code, but oftentimes down to the block number. And we felt that, you know, in the, in the Hispanic market, I think not only for our magazines, but for products in general and for our advertisers, the key is how do you get the product in the hands of the consumer? And that's what we, want, we wanted to do is afford the, our audience, our readers, the ability to receive this magazine in hand. And the best way we felt to distribute it was via the newspapers. We are going to be distributed via the magazines on a monthly basis with in New York, Chicago, and L.A. with OI newspapers, in Dallas-Fort Worth with Al Día and La Estrella, in Houston with La Voz and La Vibra, and in Miami with El Nuevo Herald. So what's going to happen is every month, at the end of each month, we'll be launching the following month's edition. So, in other words, at the end of March, we'll, we'll have the April edition, which we'll distribute it within the newspaper. At the end of April, we'll have the May edition. At the end of May, we'll have the June edition, June edition, so on and so forth. This is a monthly magazine, right? Correct. So, on the last day of each month, whoever is subscribed, just for example, to OI, which is a daily, will receive a copy of the magazine with their newspaper? Correct. 
are they paying anything extra to receive the magazine, or is that included in their newspaper subscription? It's included. The magazine will be included with the mag with the, with the newspaper, free of charge. This is how we felt was the best method by which to reach the the Spanish dominant Hispanic market. What percentage of that seven hundred fifty thousand is via newspaper delivery, and what percentage is kiosk? We're we're not distributing via kiosks. Oh, not at all. No, unless the newspapers on kiosks. Of course. And what about areas that are not in those metropolitan areas that you've described? More and more, we're hearing talk about how Latinos are expanding beyond the traditional metropolitan areas. Correct. How, if at all, are you reaching out to those Latinos? Yeah, so some of the other markets that we're looking at include, I mean, Orlando, Denver, Atlanta, um, even Portland, Oregon, for, for example, where you wouldn't think that, you know, there's that many Hispanics, but the, the Hispanic community is growing um, quite rapidly in, in some of those other areas. And, uh, Phoenix is another um, area as well. And we're looking at various models. One is to continue distributing via the newspaper and, and growing our circulation. We could, you know, there, there's been talks of growing our circulation to close to one million by year end. Um, but also other ways was but to do your traditional consumer marketing efforts, targeting the Hispanic community, either via, you know, advertising in the newspapers, um, working with the network to promote our our subscription efforts, offering a 1-800 number where they can subscribe, and then setting up a website where they can log on and subscribe to the magazine as well. Somebody who isn't in one of those metropolitan areas who wants to receive the magazine would either call your 800 number or go online and be able to subscribe that way. Correct. Now, would they have to pay for a subscription? Yes, that will be a paid subscription. Okay, and what is the cost of that? The cost, as of now, is undetermined, but we'll all know within the next week. How many pages are you anticipating for the first issue? Our average book size will be 52 pages plus. So it's 48 plus covers, and it'll grow from there. And what percentage of that is editorial and what ad space? Uh, my editor would probably say high percentage editorial, but, um, of course, <laughs> it, it'll likely be, you know, anywhere from 60-40 to 70-30. Obviously editorial, 60-40. Of course, yes. Unless you have your way, right? <laughs> Unless I, No, you know what? If I have my way, we'll just grow from the 52 pages, you know. I mean, I'd love to see a 100-page book. Okay. Tell, tell me more about how you you see that growth. Well, I mean, uh, this, kind of going back, I mean, th I think this is the general, the men's general interest category is highly underserved. And I think that, you know, as the U.S. Hispanic market and as the print market grows and there's more and more options for advertisers, um, it's really going to, you know, I, I feel very confident that, with the strength of our editorial team and with the strength, with the mix of how we're creating a product for Hispanics by Hispanics, um, we're really going to offer an advertiser something that, you know, something of high quality. Um, for instance, the, the magazine, although it's being distributed for free, is going to be 80-pound cover stock. 
and 40-pound 40, 40 inside pages, interior pages. So it's going to be like a glossy magazine, not too dissimilar to like a New York Times magazine that's distributed in the New York Times as well. So we, you know, I, we really feel that it's it's a great opportunity for not only you know clients or advertisers that are currently working in the U.S. Hispanic market, but because of our broad scope of distribution, it's going to be an opportunity for other general market um, companies that haven't tapped into the U.S. Hispanic market to really find a vehicle of scale to dis- to uh, advertise in. You were talking about growth. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the growth specifically? Will it relate to your demographics in terms of your target audience? Will it relate to the content? And if so, in what way? I mean, it, well, the growth will certainly come from, you know, as, as you mentioned earlier, you know, there's other regions throughout the United States where the Hispanic population is growing. And as we target each of those markets, we feel that, you know, we'll be able to drive one subscriptions and also partner, you know, likely partner with um, some of the Spanish language newspapers in those regions. So we feel that the audience will grow in in that way as well, um, but the opportunity will grow for the advertisers as well, helping us bring, a, you know, a better, a, more, a, a better quality magazine to our audience. Tell us about that better quality magazine. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that want to know about the content. You know, aside from our, the the size of our editorial um, team, we're also we're also looking to partner with with um, celebrities from the sporting world. For instance, um, we we're in talks with Diego Maradona about providing us um, to be a contributor in our magazine. Um, we've also worked with, and actually in our prototype edition, there's an article by Carlos Bianchi, which is one of the great um, coaches in the in the in the soccer world, in the football world. Um, so, and we're also looking to partner with some of the network personalities that will, you know, enhance the magazine by offering, you know, the audience articles written by the celebrities that they've grown to know and really respect from the network. I mean, we're we're really hoping that that's going to really differentiate ourselves. What percentage of your editorial content is going to be celebrity written? Um, I would say it, it, it'll certainly be less than 10%. Jeffrey, thank you for joining us today. And to our audience, thank you for listening to today's interview with Jeffrey Duque, Commercial Director for U.S. Cuatro Media, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority.